Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to At Home with Linda and Drew Scott. This is a show where we chat with artists, experts, dreamers, and doers about what makes us feel more at home. You know what makes me feel most at home? Me. Yes, you and your super exaggerated, animated, fun, and exciting hand movements That's when he talks. just how I talk. I, <laughs> I literally can't open my mouth unless my hands move. Oh, yeah, you should see his, you should uh, see. Your hands must be so tired because your mouth is always moving. They're not tired. <laughs> they're really well developed. Can't you notice my finger muscles? <laughs> your finger biceps. Um, what makes me feel most at home? Comfy PJs. Mm-hmm. Great bed sheets. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good book in bed. Well, if you like all those exact same things and more, come join us. This is At Home. The Linda and Drew episode of the year. Of the year? Of the year. What? What do you mean? Our idea for this episode. It's so good. It's the best of the year. Oh, right. You haven't thought of one yet. Right. Okay, if ADT wasn't professional enough, now ADT installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. I mean, what are they going to do next? They're, they're going to start a country singing career. I would listen to a country band named ADT. Also, I like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with my Google Nest doorbell. Just saying. Your Google Nest doorbell? I said our. He said my everybody check that yeah all right well i like to control my adt smart devices like my lights my locks (laughs) my security system with google nest speakers and displays and i like to say hey google to get started listen i said ours i'm all about ours not mine Help protect what matters most with all this, plus 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Okay, pull up your phone and count the, give me a number, more than 12. 13. Oh gosh. Okay, tell me the last, what's like the previous 13th photo? Does that make sense? Wait, so go back Count 13 back photos? Count back 13 photos and tell me what it is. Okay. It was, uh, I was selfieing, or I was uh, FaceTiming with you in bed, and it's a picture of your giant ponytail that looked like it was, like, Legoed onto your head, like it looks like it's fake and just attached. And, <laughs> and it's you upside down. In oh my image. gosh, that looked terrifying. Wait, what, what's your 13th back? It's a photo of us in Puglia. And I think because I took a screenshot of it. Oh, I was like, um, you have definitely taken more photos than 13 since the wedding. Yeah, but I'll get to that after. Um, this photo, look, my forehead looks Super literally shiny. like a light bulb. Super like shiny. a massive light I got bulb. That too. It's hilarious. But it, it's in beautiful Puglia. And that's all that matters. Okay, besides that screenshot though, it's, um, okay, I was creeping on someone. My 14th photo, by the way, is me carrying a giant tub of potatoes and a tub of like a bread. They're like two. What? I've never seen this. This is is me carb loading. Oh, you're staging. I was staging, but I was carb loading. (laughs) Was that for Forever Home? Yeah. How's that going? It's going well. We have 14 episodes on the go for the show. We just did two reveals, so we're slowly getting through them. Yeah. Yep. Slowly, quickly getting through. Yep. It's been great though. Amazing families are all of our trades, the contractors we work with, the local designers, 
Everybody is just amazing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, what were you saying about your stuff? Oh, my photo. It, it's a nothing photo. It was just kind of a bird's eye view of someone walking down the street. I was just creeping. I from, meant, from where? Were you up on the roof? I was up on a balcony and I saw a cowboy. Oh. And I wanted to send it to Tiff and Pedro. You creeper. We, we send pictures of cowboys now. Is that what you do? You just randomly take photos You're of You're in the group cowboys? chat too. You just don't ever check it. I'll respond to something that was from two weeks ago and then everyone's like, what? What are you talking, you talking about? about? Yeah. So why is that? Well, because you're on your phone all the time. But so how I'm do you working. not Scrabble? Okay, That's Scrabble work. is work, yeah. No, I playing with your mom. <laughs> by the way, I usually only Scrabble at the end of the day or in the morning. It's true. Yeah, to keep going with my mom on that. But um, it, it's WhatsApp. I don't use it. I I just use you know my text, my iMessage, and I use my email. And so if it doesn't come in through there, I just sort of miss it. So this is I want to pose a question to everyone out there. What is it that gets into our minds sometimes that makes us so stubborn or makes us so, you know, zero to a hundred for no reason? And I, I do this too. Everyone does this. People, oh, I thought you were specifically talking about yourself. No. And you're like, I do this too. You know, I, you're describing sometimes. yourself. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm better than I used to be, but even like driving. Yes, you are. Like people get behind the wheel and all of a sudden they're like the toughest person on the road. And they'll, they'll cut someone off or throw them the finger. And this is men and women. I, I mean, I've seen this and I hear stories about it. This isn't just a guy thing. And it blows my mind. I don't understand what goes through people's minds instead of just having a bit of a take a deep breath and move on. So was there an what incident? happened? Yeah, I was just prefacing. Okay. So uh, this is just a few days ago. I was pulling out of a building, out of a parking garage. And as I'm pulling out and I turn onto the street, I'm just driving along and a guy, I think it was a city worker or something like that, but he jaywalks right in front of the car. And so as I'm driving, I mean, I wasn't going fast. What do you mean a city worker? He was wearing one of those city type vests and stuff. Anyway, he kind of jumped out right in front and then crossed the street. And then the car, my car came relatively close to him, but then he shoots me a glare and he stops just past my car. He stops right there. And so I continue just driving by and in my rearview mirror, for like two blocks, I can still see him. He's just standing there giving me this stare down in the in the rear view. And I don't get that. So did that bug you? It just bugged me. For the rest me. of the day? No, no, I, I didn't lose sleep over it. I mm-hmm. just thought it was funny. Like why, what is the point of sort of like that puffing your chest and standing there looking all tough for like two blocks while I'm driving away? What does that really do for you? Maybe he just feels like he has nowhere else to flex his fluorescent muscles. I don't know. I, I don't get it. Yeah. Has that ever happened to you? Is there a time where somebody did something and right away? And I glare at them. Yes, yeah. totally. I do the exact same thing. I glare at people who smoke where they should not be smoking. And I do the really fake obnoxious cough too. Not now because of COVID times, but if I'm walking by um, or walking through like a park where I'm you know, expecting to get some nice fresh air and someone's sitting at the park bench smoking, I mean, if there oh, is- Are they allowed to smoke in an open park well, sometimes area? sometimes they're not. Oh, okay. Like there are designated smoking areas. I've caught you though doing the <coughs> thing to somebody when they're in an area they're allowed to smoke. Oh yeah, maybe. But maybe it's because I'm choking on their damn smoke. Good point. And I don't want to smell it. So this, this <laughs> is something that I'm curious about because we all have it in us to, you know, sort of lose our head a little bit. But Why? Let's all study ourselves and look inside as to why we do that. It's the same when you and I are, you know, we had another argument this past week 
we're getting better at communicating with each other. Sometimes we just kind of get on each other's nerves. And so I think also the people you spend the most time with, sometimes you just think like, ah, we don't have to give them the courtesy that we give everyone else with uh, pleasantries. We'll just get to the point. And then it just comes across as harsh. Or have you ever tried just to get to the point on a text message and then somebody thinks that you're being a total jerk? Yeah, because you don't include emojis. Right, so you can say a real jerk type thing and then just end it in a smiley face and you're good. Exactly, and then it just comes off as (laughs) passive-aggressive and then you're a passive-aggressive jerk. All right, let's tell people what our argument was. Let's get into the dirt. Linda's giving me a stare right now. Oh, it was good. It was so dumb. It was dumb. It was like a nothing argument. Wait, do we want to go through this whole thing because it's so annoying? Yeah. So I was wearing a mask. We were in a restaurant. We were both wearing masks and- I think first of all, that was like the first breakdown like, layer, physical, like literal layer of like, yeah, breakdown in communication because you couldn't read my face. Um, I ordered something and the waiter said it's not available. So of course I got like order anxiety. It was like, ah, ah, I don't know. So let's just clarify here. So it's, you know, in most restaurants now they have a QR code that you can scan with your phone and then you read the menu. So Linda and I both had the menu, but I was in the section of the menu that was for the lunch specials. That's what they had on the menu for what you could order. Linda was in a different section that had salads that weren't available. I thought I found a secret menu or something. She ordered a salad. It wasn't available. I showed her the salad that was available. They just had one salad and on I the lunch And I didn't really menu. look at it. I was like, yeah, sure. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, great. So I said, the, the waitress says, yeah, she'll grab that one. Awesome. The moment the waitress leaves, Linda's like, well, I hope you're going to enjoy eating that because I'm not going to have much. And I'm like, wait, and it was yours. And then Drew flips out. And then I said to her, like, why would you order something if you don't want it? And then she says, uh, well, no, maybe- I didn't say anything. Remember? No, no. The, oh. Then the next thing I, you said to me was, well, maybe uh, next time you can just let me order for myself. And, I, and it, it had attitude behind it. There was attitude behind Whatever. it. And so anyway, <laughs> then um, I said something else and Linda didn't respond. And I just said, Linda, what did I say? You said, Linda, you have to tell me what you're feeling. I but can't in read like your a mind. very jerky way, yeah. in a very Drew voice way. Yeah. By this time I was getting very and annoyed. I, I was just reading the menu, but- we still had our masks on, so I guess you couldn't see that I was reading the menu. And then, and so, then. So then, this is, Linda said two things that were a little passive aggressive to me. Then I kind of blew up there a bit and said, hey, listen, you have to tell me what's on your mind. I can't read your mind. And then. And then I was like, why the heck can you not read my mind? No, I didn't say that. I'm no, I can't remember what you said. <laughs> and then anyway, whatever happened from there, then uh, we continued to blow up a bit. And then I, so after this, we were supposed to be going somewhere. And then I said, to Linda, I'm like, okay, fine. You know what? You can go with them. Meaning our friends, they had another vehicle. And I was like, oh, okay. But then you, you wanna, responded you to You want to get mean? <laughs> so this whole story leading up what to here. Jerk. And I actually did say to Linda, so this is something that we've talked about in the past. We, you know, we do regular therapy sessions to try and help her communication. Wasn't helping this time. Anyway, so I tried to implement one of the things that we were taught to take a breath, stop for a second and get us to sort of back up a little bit and understand that we're not communicating in a very effective way. And that's what he said Except in his Drew voice. And I was like, do not tell me to step back and stop or whatever. Think about, you know, what we're both doing. I know that's what you meant, but it came off as very like, all right, I'm going to be the teacher in this situation or like, I'm going to be the bigger person. You need to take a step back. But I was like, this is all over ordering food. I think you're turning it into a bigger situation than it is, blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so this was a good thing. I enjoyed though. my salad, okay? Did you enjoy the salad? Yeah, I did. Oh, good. It's good. Then I made a great choice. Um, anyway, <laughs> what I'm getting at here is 
I tried to do what we were sort of told was would be a great solution for what we could do. But the way I implemented yes. it using my Drew voice wasn't effective. Tone. It was about tone. But wow, we just made people sit through that. Yeah, wow. So, But the whole thing here is what did we learn? That's something that's important. I should have just said to the waiter, I would just like a couple more minutes if you want to just come back. And that could have avoided the whole thing. Yeah. And you also could have Suggested, not, do you need a few more minutes? Yeah, because in suggesting something quickly, I felt rushed. And that's and actually you know, something I, I do. I do not like being rushed. And I do that a lot because I like fast. I like making a, a quick decision, you know, move forward, get things going. And I tend to always go to that right away. And you were adding to that anxiety. Yeah, so I probably did not not knowing. Yeah, so that's it. To be able but to you assess. you thought you were trying to help. I, and I, yeah, I honestly did. But... There we go. I mean, there, we could have had that in the moment, that thought process and that discussion if we gave ourselves a second to breathe. Yes. Anyway, the lesson here is Don't let Drew tater tots you. in your salad. Good choice. <laughs> Ask Napoleon <laughs> Dynamite. It's perfect. <laughs> ADT now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT believes the smarter the home, the safer the security. Help protect what matters most with 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. You said that very professionally. I try. <laughs> Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help you make your home smarter and safer. I would like you to tell me a relationship or communication woe, since that's what we've been talking about. Something that you've worked through and learned from. I mean, with you, like I know that you don't like seeing me down. So it's it must be very frustrating for you as a problem solver and do it nower. Mm-hmm. Um, it must be frustrating to like kind of feel like you have to crack a code to understand what I'm thinking and feeling. Yeah. Um, and then it becomes an argument between us, but it has nothing to do with you. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think... And then I think that also leads into me just being okay with accepting help, which I'm not yeah. fully okay with. Yeah, getting, getting there though. <laughs> I think that's good. I think so. I, I find one, I'm always watching, you know, knowing we want to have kids and we spend time with our nieces and nephews and our friends' kids. Um, I'm always watching to see how the parents are communicating with the kids to try and like teach them a lesson or to encourage them with something. Because in my mind, I always had ideas of how I would want to raise our future children. But then when I see someone, for example, like our uh, our brother-in-law, Wes, he's he's the calmest person you'll ever meet. He's very, he's very much an intellectual, uh, but he's very calm and he takes the time to think through how he'll talk to you. And so at first, when I saw how he was communicating with the kids, I was thinking like, I would discipline them more in the sense of I would be like, hey, you're not doing that. You're grounded. Go to your room, whatever it is. But then I realized, like, then I'm just barky Drew, and I'm just barking and orders, work. and that doesn't work. That's that's not helpful. I mean, granted, I had some of that growing up, but that's not the most effective. And I saw how Wes would communicate with them, and he would st- sit them, stop them from doing what they were doing, and and ask them, you know, what it is they're doing, why they were doing it, and to think through whether that's a good or bad thing. And in doing what he does, he's having the kids think through the process and learn from what they're doing mm-hmm. and they get to a result where there's no barking and yelling. 
And it actually, for me, is like mind blowing to see something like that. That's wow. You're using communication in an effective way to go from a negative situation to make it a learning lesson and, and grow from there. And I loved it. Well, yeah. And in that approach, you're also allowing them to think for themselves rather than just following orders. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think that's one of the fears I also have too, is I'm someone, I, I do love to help like coach. If there's something I know, like I've coached a bunch of different sports or help people with things that they, that they don't know. And thing I noticed is I wasn't being a good teacher sometimes over the years where I was just telling them how to do it. I wasn't yes. letting them learn. And for me, the only reason I'm good at certain things is because I mentally worked through the process and I physically tried whatever it was. Right. Not so, because someone told you to do it this way specifically. Exactly. So that's the one thing I want to make sure seeing as well how some of our friends are with their kids where they let them problem solve puzzle through the issue to get to that solution. And then they'll give them a few more notes as well at that point to say, and then you could look look at this option. So mm-hmm. that that's really, I got to stop myself from just telling our kids how to do the things that they will do. Yeah, unless you just want to clone yourself, which uh, you don't no. want to do. But it, it won't. <laughs> that won't happen either because if I just tell them, they will never have worked through the process of what I did and then it wouldn't mm. be Drew Point oh. <laughs> <laughs> Also, one other thing I did see um, with uh, a friend that, you know, they're a very outgoing personality and their their kid is not, they're, they're more shy. And I did notice sometimes saying, they're saying to their kid, you know, just speak up more or be louder or, or um, say something funny or whatever it might be just to try and get them more interactive. And I was noticing, I'm like, that's to me a good reminder of that's not how to do it. How we got to try and encourage them to, to bring out their personality instead of telling them to bring out their personality. Yeah, and their personality doesn't have to be- Big and loud. Big and loud and mm. comfortable speaking on a stage or whatever. Yeah. I think that's the other thing that I've learned over the past year, being a hermit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Actually, yeah, being a hermit is kind of like where I feel happy. I'm a happy little hermit. Yeah. I've learned that I don't need to just be on and like- not pretend to be outgoing because when I'm with people I love to be with, that just naturally comes out. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm just as happy, if not happier, like laying on the grass with someone and not talking. You know, you look at our personalities. I think that's one thing that we're going to continually always have to learn to adapt with is I like meeting new people and being out sort of, I'm that outspoken person and, um, those are sort of things that I really enjoy. You don't really enjoy some of that as much as I do um, because mm. I, I think, for example, like if we're at an industry event, say we're doing something that's an entertainment industry event, Ugh. I know that is the least thing that you like. I don't mind them. It's not that I think I need to network and make my way up in the industry, but I just enjoy meeting some of the people in the industry and whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I like shouldn't you know, bring you down and what you like to do shouldn't, bring me down. Mm -hmm. There are things we'll like to do together. And then there are things we like to do on our own. That makes us our own people. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't say that I don't like meeting new people. No, I I love, I don't mean that. Yeah. I love meeting new awesome people, but I guess you don't know if they're awesome unless you meet them and get a chance to chat with them. Which has has been, I'm stretching, I'm stretching. (laughs) (laughs) My my back hurts. Like reaching up and like trying to grab some invisible thing on the wall. That's the molding. I'm using it to stretch my back. You missed it. Um, I was going to say that's what at home has been all about. I mean, every conversation we've had with new guests that we've never met before, it's been really amazing. Yeah. And, and when I, when we do go to events and parties once upon a time, 
maybe that's why I'm always just eating at events. <laughs> also because I, I love eating. Um, but yeah, I always try to like find that one person to chat with and then maybe I'm the annoying person to them because I'm not letting them go. No, but you know what? I bet you at parties, some people like that because I feel there are certain people that are just there for, they feel that they need to be there for whatever networking purposes, but we don't. We actually will just love to get into a good conversation with somebody um, even if it's somebody new we haven't met. The last uh, charity event I was at, I ended up walking up at the same time as another gentleman was walking up and we were both by ourselves and we ended up just chatting Holding the pinkies. entire night. Yeah, we held pinkies the whole night. But it was really fascinating. I got to learn, you know, mm -hmm. he works with Snapchat. I got to learn more about what he does um, on the engineering side. He learned more about what I had done because he hadn't seen our shows before. And we had really great conversation and now we've stayed in touch. With that though, I, it's like I find that you are always great at making that connection and having those deep conversations that lead to deeper relationships like after that event. Because I like being the awkward guy because I have no problem walking up and awkwardly standing there to a group of other people that are talking and then they'll all like stop and look at me like, who's this guy? I'm like, hey everyone, I'm Drew. And then all of a sudden we're all having a great <laughs> Hi, conversation. would you want to wear my friendship bracelets that I made yeah. last week? <laughs> I should start bringing those I to parties. I have your names on them. Let, let me let me check. I have your name. It's like those license plates yeah. that you find in cities, <laughs> like in touristy like cities. The little one that our nieces made. Was it, was it, um, was it Will or was it? I think Audrey Will made that, it for me. Will made it for you. Okay, yeah. so our nephew made this little like friendship type bracelet for Linda. But uh, yeah, I'll start cute. bringing those to parties, you know. Yeah, you should. But yeah, you are good at maintaining those relationships in a very genuine way. Like I was going to ask you how you get beyond like, because I don't like it when people just ask like, oh, what do you do? But yeah, I think that's the way I get past that is I don't ask that. Because I, I do want to know what people do because I find it fascinating to dig into um, whatnot. But typically I'll just get into, you know, for me, I, I as you know, I always use humor. I, I just like to break the ice with people with humor. So if there's something in the situation or in the moment, you know, that I'll spark a conversation just off of something random. And that's just how I am. I just do that naturally. And then we get to know each other a little bit better. And then who they are and what they do comes out. But it's not in a, it's not in sort of a superficial way of, Oh, who are you? What do you do? Who Buffy. is your daddy and what is... Yeah. Wait. Oh. No, that's mm -hmm. not, not in our Arnold Schwarzenegger <laughs> way. By the way, I randomly was at a stop... Oh, I yeah. I was at a stoplight waiting to turn and he comes whipping around the corner in his Humvee. It's Arnold. I think as he went past me, he yelled, get down, get to the <laughs> chopper. Mr. Kimmel, are you all right? Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, yes. But all this was starting off with communication. How we communicate will always fascinate me. What do you call it when you're uh, like a, a hack? Me? Communication hacks? Oh yeah. I think about like health and body hacks and stuff. I want to figure out communication hacks to figure out how to diffuse. When you see somebody who's, you know, maybe, I don't know, somebody at, uh, they're ordering takeout and somebody was giving them attitude at the till and they're like starting to freak out. How can you come in with a communication hack that can help people diffuse a situation? So the opposite of passive aggressive, like, Hey, does no, your life suck? I'll just join them with the argument. Like, <laughs> yeah, give me my burger. Anyway, let's bond. Here's my friendship bracelet. <laughs> That's it. This you is should a, start carrying around friendship bracelets. We're going to change this world one friendship bracelet at a time. Aww. But I, I like would love, that. love, love to hear from all of you. What are some 
lessons, some life lessons that you've learned out of a situation. Lessons. Yeah, communication lessons out of a situation who, that started out not so good and ended out really great. I really love it if I'm in an argument with somebody, somebody random for whatever reason, and all of a sudden the two of us can diffuse it and then we can talk in normal terms, yeah. even if I'm in the wrong or, or if they're in the wrong, and then we can leave actually being okay. Friends. I love that. Not, maybe we're not going to be besties. <laughs> maybe I'm not inviting them over. Maybe but they at don't least, get a friendship bracelet at the end, yeah. but maybe just like a thread. Yeah. So let us yeah. know your stories. What's something that yeah. you that has happened to you and then you've learned, and we'd like to share that in an upcoming episode. Thanks for hanging out with us. Thanks for listening. Is that your maker spotlight music? I don't know. I'm going to change it every time. <laughs> this is our maker spotlight. Are we calling it the maker spotlight? I think every single time we know. do it, we keep we, deciding. You guys yeah. tell us, what should we call it? We just want to highlight amazing people that are doing great things. Today's maker spotlight is Isabel She of Inside Story. And Inside Story is a luxury golf sock made with upcycled material. Only one sock? You don't get the pair? Oh, you get the pair. You you buy one. No, get one free. Yeah, there you go. Say, that's <laughs> not true. But yeah, you do get two. You get your left and your right. <laughs> so we met Isabel at a golf event hosted by two of our favorite people, Nisha and Seema Sadeker. This was a couple of years ago, actually. Uh, I don't know, maybe three years. Maybe it was three four? years ago. Isabel was known as the sock girl before she created her own brand, Inside Story. She's combined three of her passions in life: socks, golf, and positive mindset to create. Inside story. I feel like all those things speak to you. Yeah, no, I mean, hey, I, I love golf. I love socks. I love positive mindset. So bing, bing, bing. I have these socks and they are very comfy. I'm like a child and I always get holes in my socks. I have not gotten holes in these socks yet. And I do wear them all the time. I'd like to say it's cool because each pair is made out of cotton, nylon, coffee, and three plastic bottles to make the most sustainable golf sock in the world, 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 world. world. Okay, but how do they make it out of coffee grounds? That I want to see this th in action. That gives you the grip on the bottom. I'm making it's that so up. It's so cool. No, it, I just like that they have, they're reusing materials. It's a sustainable product and good for them for trying to find a new solution. And they last forever. You literally put holes in your socks like no one's business. Yeah, it's like I chew on them or something. I or maybe it's because you chew on my toes. Yep, I'm definitely not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Check out the links in our show notes. And a huge thank you to our homies, Brandon Angelino, Annalie Bell, Hannah Fan, Courtney Iwanis, West Friend, Chris Cobain, Jessica Bryant Harvey, and Nicole Schachter. Our theme music for At Home is by Victoria Shaw and Chad Carlson. And music is composed and produced by Rick Russo. Thank you so much for listening. And if you do enjoy our podcast, be sure to subscribe and rate us. Always rate us. We love you rating and commenting. Yeah, we actually like your feedback. And to you, thank you. Thank you. Love you. Love you. Dun, 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 dun. ADT <laughs> now professionally installs Google Nest products with their smart home security systems because ADT is awesome and believes that the smarter the home, the safer the security. I can't wait to see what they do next. They're going to put Google Nest doorbells on the moon. <laughs> dun, dun. Actually, I'd like to know what's happening at our front door from virtually anywhere with our Google Nest doorbell. I do love how when we're out at dinner, we can see exactly what's going on at the front door. And we can control our ADT smart devices like 
lights, locks, the security system with Google Nest speakers and displays. Mm-hmm. All you have to say is, hey, Google, to get started. Well, I think it's great for people to help protect what matters most with all of this. Plus, 24-7 professional monitoring from ADT and a little help from Google. Visit ADT.com to see how ADT can help make your home smarter and safer. Hey, Google.